hello and welcome to another episode of Rider for the Band. For this week's episode, I sat down with James and Damien from The Clockworks to talk about their new album, Exit Strategy, their upcoming tour, and last but by no means least, what is on their fantasy rider. So, say hello to The Clockworks. Hello, I am James from The Clockworks, um, and I sing and play guitar. And I'm Damien, and I play the drums. So you guys released Exit Strategy on the 10th of November. Mm-hmm. How has it been received so far? How's, how's it gone? Well, yeah, yeah, really well. We've been delighted, actually, with, with the reception. Um, it was funny because, you know, we finished recording it in March, finished mixing it in April, I think, or maybe May, early May. And so we've just been sitting on it for months. And then to kind of, I don't know, I almost, even though we've been working towards releasing it, I kind of forgot that nobody else has heard it. You know what I mean? Um, so for it to finally be out and people to be like, oh, this is really good. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I knew that. And I kind of forgot because I've just been lost in getting everything ready for putting it out into the world. Yeah, so I guess you, you've got a bit of perspective on it. You've been able to sit back and go, actually, this is really good, and then release it. Yeah, but, and we've also, I guess, not moved on, but sort of um, the the novelty of, of having recorded it has kind of gone, mm. isn't it? So it's almost like um, someone, if you hear loads of people talking about how good Breaking Bad is now, there's almost that kind of feeling where you're like, yeah, I'm, yeah, Breaking Bad was really good, wasn't it? <laughs> really good, you know, back then. Especially because like we were so used to, you know, putting out singles where it's like we would record it and then release it within maybe a month or two, yeah, two weeks, max, yeah. you know. So uh, the turnaround used to be a lot quicker, whereas to be sitting on it for months has just has been weird. And uh, but it's been great, yeah, mm, really good. Fab and. Um- I mean, we spoke about this pre- when I first met you, James, was saying it's the way that it was described is kind of sounds like a concept album. It's about a person that moves from Galway to London. Um, but then looking into your guys' history, you moved from Galway to London. It's is it kind of semi autobiographical? What's what's your story and how does it link up with exit strategy? Um The second part of that question was actually Interesting. I don't think anyone's asked that. Um, I think there's obvious, um, obvious. There's an obvious kind of through line that you know is sort of goes without saying that it's autobiographical, or at least reflects the experience that we, I or we have had. Um, but I think part of the part of the idea maybe was to make the the sort of top line autobiographical so then you aren't sure whether the rest of it is or isn't and I'm sort of loath to to say any more about what is or isn't autobiographical because I think <clears throat> it's quite um it can be more interesting it's more interesting for me anyway um when you sort of delve in and you can't you're sort of trying to like 
if you're someone who likes to delve into to words, um, to try and see what who what people are trying to say and when. And I think if you don't if you don't know what's autobiographical or not, you can slip in very personal stuff under the guise of it feeling fictitious, and you can you can explore other people, um, other minds, other ideas that you haven't maybe necessarily literally experienced but you know you're aware of um you know friends and stuff you can talk about like stuff that's happened to them without it necessarily being you know an autobiography and i guess it can be like several versions of the truth like it could be your experience of like 10 15 people but then they've yeah maybe that's maybe that's the the idea is it's like you can it, can it can be composite then when you when it's not stuck to this is me telling um a story of how the four of us moved from Galway a few years ago to London and then we did this and then we did that and then we did this and da 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 you can it gives you room to for sort of like composite characters and stuff maybe um yeah and just sort of do I don't know explore a bit more and I think it's more interesting for people who are interested in lyrics to not be told, you know, very sort of clearly. But there's a through line of obviously side A is Galway, side B is London. There's that sort of very direct and obvious overarching line, um, almost like log line, that does somehow, you know, bind it to reality a little bit. Yeah. And I think because of that, I guess side b is really honest with like the the harsh reality of being someone in london a creative of any sort of genre trying to trying to make it happen and then having to to do loads of other stuff just to survive i think it's really interesting because it's 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 very it's very honest but because i guess you've written it through the lens of other people it makes it easier to be super honest about how difficult it can be yeah yeah and it makes it easier to yeah like it makes it easier to um it makes it more uh, yeah it's kind of one of those things that um you you can do but it's really difficult to talk about but um you can put in very honest or sort of things that you would never say in conversation or you'd never say, maybe you wouldn't even admit to yourself. You can sort of put them in or let them, or they will come through. They'll sort of, um, so you'll suddenly find yourself halfway through a song and then you write a line and you're kind of like, oh no, that's a secret. And it's in the song now. And the line is perfect, you know, but it's all in this sort of, because it's all bound up in this thing that isn't necessarily factually historically correct yeah and i bet that's really cathartic right and that's the idea of the film that's the idea of the film in the in the the um the whole idea of the album was sort of like to make a film and i guess it, the idea was that we all sort of live our lives as actors you know we, we live our lives as characters um like who i am speaking to you right now is slightly different to who i am speaking to my family or who me and damien are when 
we're just chatting to each other. You know, you sort of put on these like masks and you play and you, and I think it's all about that. And that's why you don't want it to just be, this is, um, this is unfiltered. This is just me. This is our biography start to finish exactly how it is, because I don't think any interaction in life is that. And that's kind of the, the idea with it is that it's someone who's trying to put up, put on masks and put up walls. Um, and sometimes fails yeah it's interesting because I guess it's like there's there's a, there's a big lean at the minute I think not even just in music in everything in like being raw and authentic in inverted commas but realistically most people are performing most of the time so you've managed to produce something really honest and relatable and raw and authentic in a sense but through the guise of fiction which is really cool Mm. Yeah, but I I think the fact that you even the fact that what like you've said everything the way you've said it is like that's still you being authentic. You're being authentic about the fact that you still have to kind of act in like, you know, in a scenario like this, like being interviewed is not the most natural thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's different to a conversation, you know. And so you have to kind of be a different person so that you come across as natural in that scenario. And I I think, I think the authenticity comes from just being honest and open about that and kind of, and the same with like, when you're, I think, you know, when you're writing the lyrics, you, you write, you are a storyteller and to tell an honest story doesn't mean it has to be, always like yeah factually this happened in this order on these dates you know like some of the best biopic movies didn't happen exactly how they do in the movie but they get the story across and the emotion of what happened and everything so so authenticity is still definitely priority number one um and honesty but i think to be any kind of storyteller whether it's a writer like uh you know songwriter film writer anything like that you you do need to sacrifice some facts for authenticity Mm. because life isn't facts. like you know um oh there's there's probably loads of really great quotes from people that sum this up in a nice chop you know choppy line but uh you know perspective it's all perspective you know there's like um and you know if we if we both meet if the three of us meet the same person for 10 minutes and then they leave and we discuss what we thought of that person we'd probably have three completely different ideas you know and which one is the the fact or the authentic um truth of it or the you know it's it's it is kind of perspective mm. and stuff so i'm not sure what what that was leading to but I don't yeah. yeah, I don't know if you saw um Joe Hassan Minaj, the comedian. Mm. And like he's recently had controversy because a reporter for I think it was like the New York Times or something, he did like a special on Netflix and a reporter went through and fact checked everything every story that he told in his special. And a lot of what he said like didn't happen exactly how it happened. He had changed things, you know slightly 
to kind of still tell the same story of he experienced racism or whatever the story he was telling at the time was. And, you know, he got slated on like, on in this article being like, he's, he's a liar and he's this and he's that. And it's, he came out and it was just like, I'm not lying, but to tell a story. And if you're creating any kind of art slash entertainment, you, you need to, you're going to need to adapt it here and there. And that doesn't mean you're being dishonest or yeah. inauthentic. And there probably are limits to that. Like, I'm not sure mm. his case. I don't, I don't actually know that has I know. I remember I saw that show mm. that he was in. Um, but I'm like, I'm, there's definitely, I'm sure limits to whereby, you know, you can sort of be deceptive, deceive people in a sort of, um, not very, but then that's not authentic. That's then that that defeats the point because the idea is to be authentic. It's what you're trying to get across authentically. Yeah. I guess. Are you trying to authentically portray yeah. the verisimilitude of this story to real life, or are you trying to authentically portray a feeling, an emotion, an experience? Because experiences are emotions; they're not they're not thoughts. Yeah, and it's not like you're going around saying every song is about me and this is yeah. me ex- like this is my story like you've never said that you know yeah true and also like memory's a really weird thing like the more that you recount a story there's some like studies on it the more that you recount it the more that sort of different things slip in and actually like my memory of something might be completely different to my brother's memory of something and we were there at mm. the same time um so yeah it's, i think authentic it is a sort word. of um it is a bit of a what's the thing Worm, rabbit hole, wormhole. Yeah, was it? Yeah, rabbit one of the rabbit, rabbit holes yeah. where, like, once you kind of take a, once you, once you sort of dislodge from, okay, I'm going to tell a story, A to B, or A to Z. That's like absolutely hitting what I remember, what I recall as the historical facts. Once you dislodge from that, I mean, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, you've got a sort of world at your fingertips. I think um, Good Kid, Mad City. Or Anti Pimper Butterfly, actually, two Kendrick Lamar albums are both amazing at that. Mm. You know, where it's like Good Kid Mad City. Actually, yeah, it's such a good example because, you know, there's there's skits in it of him and the, his friends in a car. And then there's, I think they break into a house and stuff. You know, there's this whole thing and Kendrick's mum's on the phone to him and stuff. And all of this stuff is happening and it's so real. It's so authentic. It's so honest, all these words. Um, but I don't think those are actual tapes from within a real car, mm-hmm. you know, but exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, but he's brought you into his world, into a world. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's one of the, one of the masters of that actually. Yeah. He's great. And I think it's, it's so much about how it makes you feel. Um, if that makes sense, like mm. it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's all, like exact or if that the recordings are it it makes you feel a certain way like you listen to it and you feel a certain way and that's the most important thing i think Mm. definitely yeah yeah that that is it yeah so in enough is enough james you repeat that these fingers were made for pointing what were your feet made for (laughs) what was that what what are your feet made for (laughs) <laughs> uh feet were made for walking oh i wanted you to say dancing but it was it was close enough obviously feet were made for dancing yeah obviously. <laughs> i was joking i was obviously joking oh. 
<laughs> I was like, no, boots are made for walking. Boots are made for walking. That's yeah, yeah. Boots are made for walking. Yeah, and that's just what they'll do. Mm. One of these days, these feet were made for dancing. Of course. Absolutely. I just thought I'd, th- I'd throw that dance. in. I really enjoyed writing that question earlier. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I missed one there. It was, that, it was that song, Boots Are Made For Walking. That's what put it in my head. <laughs> Boots Are Made For Christopher Walking. I know. Yeah. Mm. It's a great song. It's a great song. Mm. It's a classic. And you guys all lived together in Galway, didn't you? Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we lived together here as well. For a while. And did you live above the Roisin? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, across wow. the road. What was it? What was it? What was it like? Did you? Who's the weirdest or maddest musician you had stay on your floor when they were playing at the Roisin? Okay, I've got I've got two stories because so we had, I think I thought you were going to say who's the weirdest people you saw or yeah. like the maddest act you saw at the Roisin because mm. we used and to just pop in. I had an answer straight away, but we can do it at the same time for that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. One, two, three. Girl band. band. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, band. Now, now go by Gilliband. Right? Gilliband. Yeah. yeah. Um, a band called Gilliband who are from Dublin. Ooh, based in Dublin at least. I think that I think, yeah, they're definitely based in Dublin. Yeah, um, yeah. We we it was the first time we'd ever seen them. Um, we'd like kind of heard the name and then saw they were playing, so we decided to nip over and walked in. And I mean, we didn't know what to think. We didn't uh, know what was going on. We were like confused. But, like, I couldn't look away mm. and I couldn't leave. I, like, I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't decide if I liked it, but I just knew I couldn't leave and that I had to stay and see it to the end. And then I, maybe a few months later, decided that I, I really liked it. <laughs> yeah, that was exactly it. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if I wanted to stay, but I couldn't leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. That was a whirlwind, but it was great. Yeah, I think that. And a lot of, a few people at the gig formed bands as a result. We were already in a band, but I think it really um, maybe opened our eyes to sort of how how intense you can be, how mm. sort of left field you can be, how mm. interesting, how maybe um, you can perform songs in a way that people don't necessarily like but that they're really gripped by yeah it was kind of like there's no rule book yeah so kind of just go up and do whatever and as long as you're yeah as long as you like what you're doing other people probably will even if it takes them a few months to decide if they do or not i eventually got there that sounds amazing i want to go watch them now they're they're like i think they're They've been very influential to Irish music in the last, how long have they been? Ten, ten years? Yeah. yeah. I don't um, think there's a band, there's probably not a band in Ireland that you can name that wouldn't name check them. Yeah. I would say. That's amazing. Yeah. And with Stain on Your Floor, who's the who's the maddest person you've had to stay on your floor? Or the coolest story? Maddest person. Um. Carlos from Fontaine slept in my bed. Oh yeah, uh, that was one of the first times you played with him in Galway, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, good. Him and him and Tom side by side, uh, twin beds, not the same bed. Don't worry, we, we weren't that poor. We were we were scrimping, <laughs> but we we had our own single beds. Everyone had a bed. Everyone, Everyone had a bed. Yeah, just about. 
Yeah, we used to we used to have a, quite a few people, didn't we? Tom stayed. We it was kind of like um, if I think it's pretty standard. But if we invited a band, because like we kind of would put on gigs ourselves a good bit, and like we'd invite yeah. bands from all over Ireland uh, to come and play in Galway, and then if they came, we offered them a place to stay, and some said yes, some said no. I think more often than not, they'd say yes. Yeah, we had a we had a mattress um, in the sitting room. Yeah, and it was horrible, but it was a mattress, and <laughs> we used to like clear the, the chairs. So we'd have like two couches you could sleep on, and then like clear the the chairs in the room and just put down this mattress and a load of blankets. You'd have to do that like just before people were going to go to bed, or otherwise you couldn't get in or out of the room. Yeah. So it was like it was the last thing. Like you'd have to wait till somebody <laughs> was just falling asleep, and then you'd put the mattress on the floor. Yeah, uh, and it worked out. We didn't get much complaints. No. Well, free accommodation. You can't complain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you guys yourselves, you're touring next year. Are you excited? Very. Very, yeah. Um, yeah, like, I was just thinking on the way over here, what, what, what's the, like, is the longest string we've done without, like, being home 10 days, 11 days? 11 days, I think, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to, like, smash that record. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, it's, it's going to be like nothing we've experienced yet. Well, I guess it'll be like that, but just longer. <laughs> yeah. So more in my life. Yeah, more intense. <laughs> yeah. A lot more intense. Yeah. And are you guys going to bring some, um, are you guys going to bring some left field performance to, uh, to your tour? Yeah, I was going to perform backstage. I was just not going to, not going to turn up um, on the stage. <laughs> yeah. Just like through a phone, maybe. Maybe like we... If I video call you, yeah, and then you just like sort of like put the phone like let us know. I think if we're tired, we're just gonna have like mannequins in our positions, and uh, just, just play it over the speakers, play the album over the speakers. Here you yeah. eating breadsticks in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pasta garlic dip. <laughs> like a really low budget Abba voyage. <laughs> yeah, really low budget Abba voyage. Exactly. <laughs> well, I don't know what you're talking about. Low budget. We've we've put millions into this. Yeah. <laughs> Very expensive cardboard cards. Yeah, Apple are on board. Apple are on board. So <laughs> the budgets are crazy. I love it. We are actually though. We've like added a lot of instruments to our setup. We're we're bringing a piano on tour. Wow! First first time we will have that. Um, as well a as a grand, a grand as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a big fan. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to put the drum kit on top of that, so that'll be interesting. Instead of lying across the piano, you'll be drumming on top of the piano. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I think we, because there's no space on stage, the three of us, me, Sean and Tom, are um, going to be like suspended from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bon Jovi style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So we're hoping to come like over the crowd onto the stage <laughs> on a on like a roller. Mm. Um. Health and safety is not great because most of them are quite low ceilings. Yeah. So probably not going to wear the steel toe cap boots for those gigs. Yeah. We kind of planned this, the the production for stadiums. Um, <laughs> so we'll see how it works in 300 cap venues. Yeah. Just like... Should be the same. People say dream big. <laughs> <laughs> Hemp rope just holding you up to the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that, yeah. It's going to be interesting for guitar changes as well. If you're just uh, suspended. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're thinking of just having them all slung on our backs, and you sort of like throw one back, 
as he like picked the other one up. Like a yeah. utility yeah. belt yeah. of guitar. You're just gonna have to come to a show. Yeah. You're gonna have to see it to believe it. It's yeah. um it's a spectacle, it really is. <laughs> oh I'm I'm gonna be there. Yeah. We well, haven't even mentioned the pyro. A, a pyro? We're not supposed to mention that. <laughs> oh my lord. We have an NDA about the pyro, you know that. Yeah. <laughs> I expect a t shirt gun as well. <laughs> oh, that's a that's good one. Yeah, I'll just write that down. <laughs> yeah. Add that to a the list. On that. So, so with touring in mind, we'll go into the the last and my favorite question. What would be on your fantasy rider if you could ask for absolutely anything and not worry about people thinking that you're divas or that you're mad or that you're cheeky? What What would you have? Um, I mean, this is. This is pure, purely functional and practical. So sorry about that, but it's it's a just a a functioning washer dryer. Mm. What a dream! Because I actually don't know what we're gonna do with our clothes. Like I'm gonna run out of clothes in the first five nights, and I'm I'm just I mean I don't know what I'm gonna do after that. I'll make sure it's appropriate, but we'll see. Uh, like. Like back in last December, we went to Germany for, yeah, that was like 10, 11 days. And we actually had a gig in Prague and that was kind of in the middle of it. And there was a washing machine in the, in the green room. And like, we were all like, it was like cavemen seeing fire for the first time. We were like, couldn't believe it, our eyes. And so I, I threw a load in. I was like, that, that should be like. That should be fine by the by the time we sound check, you know, eat and play, and then by the time we have to leave, they'll be they'll be dried. The dryer function though wasn't working on the machine, so instead of having like slightly dirty clothes, I, I just left with like really really wet clothes. I had to put them in my suitcase with all my other clothes, which made them kind of wet, and it was a disaster. So yeah, I think a function and washer dryer for me would be great, and I suppose detergent. Yeah, if I'm if I'm going to be a real diva, you, which one? Which detergent? Yeah, which detergent? Ooh, a comfort probably comfort. Oh, I love it. Lenore, if they have to. Do you want a scent booster as well? Oh, that'd be nice. Why not? Yeah, go on. Throw it all in. Color catcher. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Color catcher. White. The thing for make the white sweater. What's that? Oh, vanish. Vanish. Yeah, vanish. Just in case things can get messy, you know, on tour. So maybe a bit of vanish would be good. Yeah, that's good. I was thinking. um I went in a. I did go in a different direction, um, but I was thinking of uh, a beach. So I'm just thinking, you like walk into the green room and the promoter is going like, "There's your breadsticks, there's your beer, there's your like assorted cheese and ham," mm. and then he's like, "Just through this door, opens the door, and you're on like a beach." Wow! And it's quite hot. It's not really hot, but it's like it's not. It's not like sand burning your feet mm. hot. But it's but, it's but yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get into your togs and you can sort of just like chill out for a bit on the beach, have a beer, play a gig, come back. On the beach have you got a beach in mind? Oh, oh, Jesus, uh, Margate, <laughs> Margate Beach. <laughs> what a dream! Margate Beach, isn't that a pebble beach? Could be, could be. <laughs> oh, I, love, I love pebbles between my toes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, pebble castles. <laughs> <laughs> Um, maybe probably I'd probably just um, model it off somewhere you know in Australia or something you know one of those or Croatia actually has quite nice beaches I think I, don't know. I think so yeah 
Um, I went when I was very young. Um, yeah, like just a really nice beach. But I wouldn't be too picky. Honestly, I wouldn't. If someone could make conjure a beach every night, I'd, I'd probably be pretty quite grateful. Yeah. <laughs> and a weather system, a suitable weather. Like, uh, <laughs> like, you got the temperature right. You wouldn't mind the consistency, consistency yeah. of the sand. Like, It'd be a yeah. bath full of sand and um, a red light. Like one of those, yeah. Nice. Basically, it's a sunbed. It's a sunbed um, with stones on it. Yeah. Uh, that's actually achievable. A sunbed with stones. Like more achievable than a yeah ecosystem. True. But quite true. Yeah, you could you could actually have like a like a sunbed. You know, like go and go and have a tan. Yeah, but I did. Yeah, yeah. But you know, sunbed. Yeah, it's more about the relaxation than the than yeah. the tanning. Mm. No, I don't want to speak just, for you. Be, you'd have to lather on the factor fifty, yeah. day after day, mm. because I'm not, I'm not, I'm you know, trying to look after myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. get you. I'm, um, I'm pretty pasty myself. I'm a, I'm a factor fifty oh, yeah. gal. I burn in the winter. Do you? Uh, yeah. Wow. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's fairly. I've never, <laughs> yeah. I've never, Risky. never heard of that. That's, and we're Irish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys are prone to it. Yeah, I know, yeah. When you guys lived in Galway, did you ever go swimming go swimming there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the Atlantic. That's that's Is, Was it like a regular thing? Uh Tom went regularly. I yeah, think. actually. Yeah. And he dragged us a few times. Uh he, he met us go one time, like it was his birthday. I didn't make us go, we enjoyed it. It was great. We had some like we had some cake after we all got out. Um, but there's like consistently in Galway, there's like a week where you get really good weather every, every summer. Mm. You just get one week and that's it. And so everybody flocks to the beach that week. Um, I remember like I got up early before work to go to the beach for that week, like in must have been 2018 or 2017, which, you know, was a tall order because nothing would get me out of bed early before work. So, so you went to the beach for yeah, nice for a week straight, and then never again. Yeah, there's there's one week of the year this this oh. week that Damien is speaking of, mm. um, where Galway feels like Bondi. Yeah, and then there's fifty one weeks where it feels like the rainforest, <laughs> but not in the, without the forest, just the rainforest. Wow. <laughs> Is it the same week every year? Concrete, concrete rainforest. Uh, pretty much. It's pretty. Well, it's, yeah, it's pretty consistent. Now you mightn't get a full week. Is the thing. Mm. You don't ever expect a full week because, <laughs> you know, a friend. If, sorry. Yeah, it's just like you'd be disappointed if you expect, expect it. But if you get the full week, you're doing well. A friend of ours' father. I remember him telling me, um, his dad, um, made a note of every day in one year i think it's 2017 every day that it didn't rain in the year every day that there was no rain and those he counted four days <laughs> Oof. in the year he just he only needs one hand to do it yeah That's, uh... yeah yeah and they were probably all in the same week <laughs> yeah that week yeah so you just needed yeah to remember that one week where i didn't rain. yeah <laughs> i don't know if that's true but it feels true, and this is—I believe it. This is, you know, tying up the whole 
the whole autobiogra- autobiography thing again. <laughs> it feels true. Yeah. So it must be. <laughs> yeah. So it, what is the truth? What is truth, truth me? What is truth man? And on that existential note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we'll leave you th- with this one. What is truth? We'll have to do a part two where we come back and, and define truth. Yeah. Discuss truth. Maybe that's your next album. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> truth. Truth is. Oh, that's nice. That's not bad, actually. Or truth, truth isn't. Oh. oh, oh, maybe it's a double. Maybe it's a double album. <laughs> that's the B. <laughs> that's the B side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bad. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Katie. Great chat, you. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Rider for the Band. As ever, I've popped a link below to the Clockworks spotify page their instagram and also their website i really recommend listening to exit strategy it's brilliant it's really really good and i was so excited to get to speak to the lads i i just feel really lucky thanks very much for being here thanks for sticking with us and i have a great guest next week i'm speaking to my first female musician on the podcast i have with me marley